Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Alistair Black, and you're listening to The Pro Wrestling Show. This is The Pro Wrestling Show, brought to you in association with TalkSport. Today, we're going to talk about all of the developments in WWE this week. And she's facing Ronda Rousey at the Royal Rumble for the Raw Women's title. We will be speaking to Sasha Banks. This is the Pro Wrestling Show. I'm John Jackson. He's Will Gavin. In the background, and Alex McCarthy. Yay, yay. I love your effort, guys. Thanks, Murdy. I, I mean, like, I, I didn't have the mic in my hand. I was getting up all my notes, all my extensive, extensive notes. Obviously. Will sits there watching these uh, in the middle of the night, normally while he's at work. Um, but if anyone's listening, definitely not while he's at work. <laughs> and he writes extensive notes. I've seen them. He's got notepads going back like years. Archived. Every Raw, Archived. every SmackDown, and like, you know, just in depth observations. If you ever see him, ask him about like a random Raw from six years ago. He'll tell you. I wish this was true. It really isn't. I bet it says, Trips looked great. <laughs> uh, it's all absolutely I, I do. I did have like a beard envy, even though I think my beard's looking pretty good at the moment. Triple H's beard is so well groomed. In, it's just, it's shaped really well. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the right mix of manly and, and manscaped. A good body on the oh, beard. He smells oh. good as well, doesn't he? It does you smell You know, good. when I met him... The it's first, important. It is important. Is really important. We talked about it when I met him, how, um, how big his fingers are. Yeah. Did you notice that when I you were did. To yeah, him? yeah. I, sh- I shook his hand on Saturday, in fact, yeah. and it nearly Big swallowed old me. Fingers, isn't it? Yeah. And then, in contrast, every time we meet Finn Balor, and whenever we're there, I always go, "Look how big! Look how small his feet are! Look how small his feet are!" <laughs> He's always wearing Vans. Wears Vans with any suit. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I'm He's right Vans all day long. That's it. I often think, can I get away wearing like nice trainers Could with a suit? And I just thought, you have to be Finn Balor level to yeah. get away with that. You just can't do it otherwise. Job interview, no. Nah. Or a big guy. I see a lot of big men at like the Super Bowl and stuff like that. Oh, they'll, are, they'll put on their all white Air Force Ones and it'll look fantastic in a <laughs> yeah, suit. Exactly. And then I do it and I'll just look chavvy as hell. You just look like you were lazy. Yeah. Um, today we're going to talk about, uh, if you heard the show yesterday, uh, that we put out yesterday, talking about NXT uh, over the weekend, uh, it was, um, we spoke to all the different superstars, well Alex spoke to all the different superstars. If you've not heard it, uh, give that a listen at some point. But this is mainly focused on what's happened in WWE this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Vince McMahon's turned up with the whole family and promised big changes. Um, so far we've seen changes. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say they're big. Um, some things, we're getting the vibe that something's been brought back from the Attitude Era, but in a very PG way, which we'll discuss in just a second. Um, but first of all, Will's made this really good point about the NXT talent that they've announced they're going to be brought up to oh the main God, roster. Yeah. And you've, you've made a really good observation here. If you've ever played 
2K games, right? Check, well, your, check your notes, Will. It's very specifically 2K18 because they introduced that backstage mode where if you were doing the career mode, you had to get off in the car park and then walk through the backstage area and find a show producer and then have a natter with them about whether you were going to do a promo that night or whether you were going to have a match and you know which way you were going to go with it and that sort of thing. But while you were backstage, you could go and see the T-shirt designer and have a design done, or you could go and see the like the, the person who does the entrances and go into the production room, and they'd set you up with stuff. And it was all very convoluted. It was it was an attempt to make it feel more real rather than make it feel like you were just going into a menu and doing those mm. things. And then you'd always have just people randomly hanging around backstage, just like Daniel Bryan eating a bit of celery, and like <laughs> Becky Lynch in her old garb with the goggles and everything, just stood in a hallway. And you could go and talk to them, and Sometimes they'd give you like a little task to do and that would become your focus of that month. They'd want you to like attack another talent and and it would become like a storyline. And sometimes they'd just have a little bit of advice for you. But the way they've brought like Lacey Evans and Nikki Cross and EC3 uh, and all these guys up is that they've had this whole idea of like having them just hanging around backstage in character. So like EC3 looking into a mirror and doing all sorts of little cheesy the lines. Fonz thing. Hey. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing? Nikki Cross, like, there was one point... In a cage! Because she debuted on SmackDown, was great on SmackDown. No, on Raw. She was on Raw. On Raw, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. She debuted on Raw in that women's... Uh, that six-woman uh, tag match. Yeah. She was great. Came across really well. I think anyone who wasn't aware of the NXT brand will have really liked the idea. And then on SmackDown, she was randomly just behind a chain link fence as somebody walked by. But that's what she does, Will. That's who she is. I don't so think that is what I've she been does. trained to believe. I watched, I watched Raw at <laughs> a hotel with my friend Ryan, who's got an interest in wrestling, um, but he's the most like cynical person. And he said to, he said to me, he said, well, I see what they're trying to do here. I get that she's mentally unstable, but if she's capable of having a wrestling match and at least getting to herself <laughs> on the are- into the arena on time, then I don't think she's that unstable. They should have her like dragged in and like let out of a cage, and then the next <laughs> night she's actually in a cage. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, maybe he's got a point. Yeah, maybe he knew her along. I mean, it's, to me, I've I've read rumblings that the the brand split is going to be no more uh, post WrestleMania, and and this is maybe like a semblance of that coming to fruition because they're not committing any of them to either brand. Um, you know, Cena has that luxury. Uh, weirdly, if you go on Wikipedia, Kane has that luxury. He can go where he <laughs> yeah. wants. But um, the mayor goes where he wants. The mayor he goes where he wants. <laughs> that there, Glenn Jacobs. Yeah. He goes where he wants. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, but that's, I mean, that seems to be what they're looking for. That now that you know, whether it, they they they're attributing that to be an element of surprise I don't know I mean it's not it's my idea of surprise but like, I think the only people that have come out of it well by the way when, when Nikki Cross came out on Raw I was assuming that Lacey is it Lacey Evans mm-hmm. oh, my mind's gone I was expecting it to be her it would fit more in with Sasha Banks it and Bailey, but then it was Nikki Cross and it was a bit weird but I think the only people that have come out of it well is Heavy Machinery because at least they've been funny yeah I but- mean also women's tag team titles were unveiled in one of the weirdest segments I've seen on Raw where Alexa Bliss comes out and she's talking to Paul Heyman great they unveil the tag team titles I like the belts by the way I like the belts they're, gone, nice. they're, they're not like they're not, they're not my nice favourite the belts. belts they are not as nice as the NXT, but they haven't just gone let's take the men's design and put a white strap on it yes. which is exactly what I wanted to not happen and I like that they've done like the elimination chamber style outsides to indicate where it's first going to be held and all that stuff Very so smart. I was Very. I was a big fan but she unveiled them with Paul Heyman then coming out then they talked about the title match with Brock where they'd sold that and then your man from Heavy Machinery turned up yeah. and it's like what you know like what is what's the focus here what in this he segment do? Like, he like drooled over the titles he just turned up like he? he was just kind of there like doesn't like he's a bit like 
off his rocker and then his mate pulled him off so I pulled him away he didn't pull him off <laughs> his mate pulled him away and it's kind of like what I don't like do they not, do they not like surely Alexa Bliss revealing the tag team titles could have been that segment in itself why do they need to have Paul Heyman on it uh, yeah. why waste Paul Heyman or, on that or maybe have some of the people who are going to be contending for the tag team titles come out and get involved I was a little bit disappointed we're not going to see any NXT talent involved because uh, Io Shirai and Kairi, Kairi Sane tweeted a photo of the two of them being like we're coming for those titles I'm like that's a team that's that I am I want to see. desperate to see but it's going to be only Raw and Smackdown people apparently uh, I think they're going to put it on Sasha and they're either going to put it on Sasha and Bailey, or they're finally going to pull the have them feud properly not just tease it and go on by having one screw the other over in that match and then have those two face I think that's more likely I I think that they'll whatever final there is of this I don't mean the tournament or whatever however it's going to play out I think that Bailey and Sasha will be involved but they won't win that'd be my opinion who but, do you think is going to, I don't know who's going to win. Like, I actually don't. I'd really like it to be someone like the Iconics or, uh, you know, someone who needs to be taken seriously. And, and you know, it really it's hard to say what the teams are. Like, you know, like Oscar and Naomi, that's not a team for me. Tamina and Nia Jax. Yeah. I mean, oh. I, I wouldn't actually be surprised if they won it. I really wouldn't. Ugh, I have no, no, I have literally no interest Thank in that. Thank you. No. Um, so that's one of the backstage things. I did have one other thing to bring up. Why can nobody on Raw or SmackDown watch a TV properly? <laughs> they always watch it side on. Yeah. <laughs> like, who has like- ever watched a TV? Like, we have in our front room, we've got our TVs mounted to the wall, a bit like the one that's behind you now. And it tilts. It's on like a pivot. And my wife's really funny about... I don't mind being at a bit of an angle from it, but if she's on one of the sofas, she wants it like tilted a bit towards her. She mm-hmm. likes to have it properly face on. I'm like, if you watched wrestling, you'd get so angry because they're <laughs> practically like watching it in their peripheral vision. Yeah. Like, what is, like- it's like on a phone advert. Whenever there's anyone on a phone, it's, well, it's not a phone advert. It's on one of those chat, you know, they have chat lines, you know, talk, talk to a hot guy or girl. <laughs> no, I don't, but yeah. You okay. see them all, you, oh, I don't, I've not called them <laughs> for a while, but you, you see them. They don't hold the phone next to their ear. They hold it like that. Yeah. So oh. everyone knows it's a phone. Like no one knows what a person with a phone next to their ear looks yeah. like if they don't hold the phone face onto the camera. I, I'm and a then big... they wobble the phone, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a really big fan of when you get um, people like in real life doing the apprentice phone thing. So when they hold the phone, at the, uh, put it on speakerphone and hold it at the bottom of the phone to their mouth like that. Like I've only ever seen anyone do that on the apprentice. In Biggest criticism of Luther over Christmas, right? Every time they're on the phone, everyone knows what it looks like. Right? Everyone's got a mobile phone. You know, you know when you're on the main screen. I'm just demonstrating to the guys you're here. You're doing on a iPhone. swipe up or a... you got you got like the screen here with the numbers on it, right? Oh yeah. When you've got John Luther on the phone and the screen isn't black, it's just that he's not on the phone. And yeah. can see it. <laughs> you know what they should do is they should just turn the phone off so it's black. It's true. But they, and every scene in Luther, like, are they mad? <laughs> I love it's the little things that annoy you, isn't it? I hate detail that's wrong. But at the same time, if we're going to be positive about the backstage stuff the gift that i put out last night from smackdown <laughs> it, uh, honestly there is nobody better in the whole business at knowing about the nuance of little bits of character that you so often you see those backstage segments and if somebody's not talking into the mic if somebody's not involved in the action in that moment they just stood there blankly staring at what's happening xavier woods is amazing like mm. I, sometimes when they're doing like those segments with the pancakes and it'll be like Big E's interacting with someone and xavier woods not in any way involved in any way involved but he's just putting some pancakes on a plate and ladling it with syrup and he's like actually doing something like love, a normal human would i love biggie so um, much did anyone see the other week when he was that you know shame at man it was just after the announcement right and Shane's got all the troops there and he's telling them how it's all going to shake out and how things are going to play down and and Daniel Bryan's standing there fresh off 
his change of gimmick where he's he's talking about how people eat crap and all that stuff. I, which I'm loving, by the way. And Big E is standing right next to him, just chomping down a steak. <laughs> <laughs> a steak in hand, literally. And he's just eyeing Daniel Bryan, who, who catches a glance at him. And you have to imagine, he's absolutely trying his best to not crack up. So See, and, and I just think, like... I think that's why you've seen those guys, you know, they have their interactions with guys like the Bullet Club or now the Elite and they do all those video game stuff with them because I think they probably recognise that they get that stuff and that's why they'd be good for bringing along to those events. But the point I was making was that there was that weird segment with like the show started with Becky Lynch backstage doing an interview and then coming out to talk about being the man again. Good promo and everything, but there was that weird bit where you had the guys from, the same guys who... Yeah, heavy machinery. Attack, yes. Heavy machinery. Making a milkshake out of, like, throwing, like, raw eggs into it and throwing, like, all sorts of weird protein stuff into it. And then, like... They were joking about drinking, and then Becky Lynch came over, snapped, snatched it off them, took a massive glug of this horrible concoction, yeah. and then stormed <laughs> off the thing, which was superb. But as she did it, as she grabbed it off them, Xavier Woods just unzipped his hoodie to show that he was wearing a The Man t-shirt underneath, <laughs> and it is the most the timing. beautiful timing. It just worked so well. I loved it so much, and I was just like, "That's I want more of that, please." I also you, like you the- mentioning the elite there. Sorry to uh, John, but. Have we spoke about Omega? Have we spoke about the offers and the overtures and what we think he's going to be doing? No, because that'll be coming up in the AEW special that's released tomorrow. Do you not? It's a segue, mate. (laughs) It's a beautiful segue. Don't use terminology. We're we're people of the people. I asked. I do ask (laughs) Hangman about uh, Kenny, and he predictably gives me a non-answer, but apologises for giving me a non-answer. He kind of goes, "I'm really sorry." Sometimes that's quite a telling. I don't want to give you. uh, Like, I wish I could tell you more, but I can't at the moment. And it's like when I spoke. I spoke to Finn Balor at the Performance Centre, and he did a he did a big old thing about. Oh, wouldn't it be good to see the Demon King? against the beast at uh, Royal Rumble and then obviously on there Raw on Raw I, I have to say as soon as uh, they announced that um, Braun Strowman wouldn't be in the main event after I mean they did that in a decent enough way yeah. um, there have been people saying that AJ Styles beat up Vince McMahon got a title shot whereas Braun Strowman <laughs> trashed his car and got fired well not fired but removed from a match how does that make any sense yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point Maybe, and find a thousand kayfabe dollars of course well, as well and, and Vince a hundred thousand, thousand sorry but nonetheless <laughs> Vince obviously takes damage to his- <laughs> <laughs> doing my best Dr. Evil sorry and um but then as soon as you saw that Finn Balor was going to have to go through not one but two people, you know he's going to win, oh, don't how's you? he going to get through Jinder Mahal? Oh, no. I never know. And, they, and you need to know the commentators are billing it as well. You know, Jinder's someone to be taken seriously. He's a, the former WWE champ, guys. Don't worry about the fact that he's been getting stomped on for the last six months. <laughs> it's just uh, silly, isn't it? You know, I mean, also, um, is it worth noting on Raw of Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey teaming up? eerily yeah. reminiscent of Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles teaming up against the Usos and then falling out afterwards um, I mean to, to me like this whole snap in Sasha as it were giving her the, this this edge because Rousey is supposedly you know she, she lost her cool because Rousey said she was going to tap her out I mean what else do you expect her to say but yeah. um, uh, really when you look at the Raw Women's Division that, is there anyone else that it really could have been I know. Again, my friend Ryan was watching it with me, and he was going, "Hang on a minute," because because he, he's not quite. He, he watches it as a, as like someone who doesn't really watch it. He went, yeah. "But they're fighting each. Why are they a tag team?" And I went, "Just watch, <laughs> just because I found it very predictable." You just, yeah. I'm like, "You watch. They'll they'll do so." You here it is. There it is. And then they just fall out, and it's just, <laughs> I don't know. But you, but you know what? 
it was the best I've seen Sasha talk in ring, maybe ever. And it's always it was a knock against the four wrestling horsewomen when they first came up that they weren't great talkers as a group. And then actually now you've got Sasha now cuts a good promo. Charlotte cuts a great promo. Obviously, Becky Lynch is the man, and we don't need to, you know, reinforce how amazing she's been over the last six months. Uh, really, the only one whose character needs refining or sorting out is Bailey. Mm. And my only problem with that is this back and forth with Sasha hasn't made any sense. Is she going to snap? Or is she going to keep being the hugger and doing that kind of gimmick? Yeah, I mean, I'd like her to be the one who turns out the two, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when it comes to Bailey. I would love someone to tell me how many six women tag matches she's been in oh for my the past God. year. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Over fifty percent of her matches. Yeah, are probably yeah, it really is. Six men. And, six and, and how is she meant to make any kind of progress or you know get any tread on her tires while she's stuck doing that? Oh, she must. I can't. I'd love to know the percentage of the amount of times she's faced the Riot Squad. It's literally unbelievable at this point. I mean, maybe, we're going to see. Win the tag titles. Should we hear from Sasha Banks? Because it would make sense to, to go in here. I caught up with Sasha um, on a conference call on uh, Monday night. So this is before the Rousey segment, uh, and we discussed um, what it's, you know what the last year has been like for her. Um, a little bit about Trish Stratus and Lita at Evolution, uh, you know, and a little bit about the uh, Boss and Hug connection. So we might as well get onto that. Thank you for talking to us tonight, Sasha. Yeah. Um, you, you've kind of touched on it a little bit, um, you know, how you've been out of the title picture for a while. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, your last one-on-one title shot was, uh, well, title match, I should say, was with Alexa Bliss in August 2017. So uh, I know that, you you know, as someone who prides themselves on being the best, um, has there been any frustration at all on the journey to finally getting your, your date with Ronda Rousey? And was that something you eyed from the minute she came in the company? Um, for me, I think frustration is what you need to strive you to get better and to push forward. And, you know, just you have to fail to succeed. Uh, and you can't be at the top because there's nowhere else to go. If you're just at the top, you're, you're just going to get stagnant. You're going to stay there. You're never going to learn. You're never going to grow. And for me, this year or, or, or last year speaking, I went through a roller coaster of a career. But I feel like the most accomplished that I felt is hearing Vince McMahon say himself that women's tag team titles are coming. You know, I wasn't getting used in the title picture, so I, I found a different focus. I found a different goal. I worked so hard on my class. I worked hard to be the best singles wrestler. Now I'm working hard to be the best tag team wrestler that I can. And to hear Vince McMahon say that there's going to be women's tag team titles, I think for me, you know, I cannot be frustration because it's accomplishing more. It's, it's, it's focusing on a dream and saying something and believing in it so much that you will do everything you can to possibly do to achieve this goal. So for me, uh, yes, I was frustrated, but I got everything that I wanted at the same time. So it's just cool that starting 2019, going into a title picture and hearing that the women's tag team titles are coming. So it's, for me, my goal right now is to be double champion. I want to be the Raw Women's Championship and the first ever uh, women's tag team champion. So there's, there's many goals to look forward to in 2019. And you know, frustration is just going to make me better. It's going to make me hungrier, and I'm ready to, to succeed. For sure. And you talk about uh, the tag team picture and obviously you and Bailey uh, make the Boston Hug connection. It seems a very obvious nod to uh, the Rock and Sock connection. Is there any reason? Is, was it just a cool name or um, were they a favourite tag team of yours? Um, <laughs> why above everyone else? <laughs> One of our favourites is the Hardy Boys. But we didn't want to be, you know, the Hardy Girls. So, yeah, <laughs> of course, uh, we also looked up to the Rock and, 
you know, McFoley. So I just think it's a name that kind of clicks for uh, myself and Bailey's characters, and I think it's a cool name. So it's uh, it's kind of like uh, keeping the legacy alive within wrestling and letting everyone know we're such super fans, and uh, you know, this is the real deal tag team women's championships right now, and we're the real deal tag teams, and we're looking forward to the future. I haven't had a chance to speak to you either since um, Evolution and and then obviously the next night on Raw you had the pleasure of uh, working Trish and, and Lita and being in the same match as them. Um, just a quick one really on, on how much that meant to you and what uh, you just mentioned what a super fan you were. You know, break that down for us. Yeah, I was so excited. I felt like a, a kid all over again because Trish and Lita didn't have to stay to the next day. They wanted to stay just to work and team with me and Bailey, and I cannot uh, even fathom like how amazing that is. It's, it's so insane growing up and watching these people on TV, but to have the opportunity to work with them and talk to them, and for them to share our, their stories and to share our stories with them, um, it's so beautiful. And it almost kind of felt like it was like passing the torch down in a way, but I had absolutely the biggest smile when I heard Trish and Lita's music, and when I found out that I was teaming with them, uh, it was a legit dream come true. And it's going to be one of uh, one of my top memories of last year. It was such an honor. Did they say anything to you after the match about how much they enjoyed it, what they thought of you, anything like that? <laughs> they told me a lot of things that I like to keep to myself, but uh, it's, it's always, you know, driving for your dream and never giving up, pretty much. I can totally understand that. Thank you very much for your time tonight, Sasha. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Third podcast, Alex. Already speaking to Sasha Banks. I know. Well, You're doing what, all right for yourself, aren't you? I mean, since I've come on board to you guys, it's like a pseudo-rocket strap, as Edge and Christian would, <laughs> would call it. You know? Uh, can't stop getting these hot takes. Who knows? Uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll bury you eventually. <laughs> Other well, things to talk about. I know Will wants to talk about Andrade. Uh, well, I just wanted to, in SmackDown in general, because from the men's side of things, you had that segment with uh, where AJ Styles came out just as it looked like things were going to kick off between uh, between Becky Lynch and Asuka. His music hits. He comes out to the ring, walks around the ring, 
whilst uh, no hoodie, no hoodie, no no hoodie, but the hair did a pretty good job of still doing the little arm pop up thing uh, that he does as he comes <laughs> out. More arm things. Uh, he came. He walks around the ring. Uh, kind of acknowledges that Asuka's there, then jumps over the barrier and walks out of the arena via one of the exits and then starts handing out his T-shirts to people at a merch stand where Daniel Bryan attacks him and puts him through a table full of hot dogs, which I don't know if it was meant to be a table full of hot dogs, but I love the fact that that ties in with the kind of Daniel Bryan, uh, vegan, wasting, all of that. I I hope so. There was mustard everywhere and it was was fantastic, but it was weird as well. Mm. As soon as he went towards, we obviously knew he was going to go out of the uh, into the foyer and go to the merch stand I thought there was a reason he wasn't wearing his hoodie that he was going to buy his own hoodie <laughs> I don't know what sense that would have made and I don't know why it would have happened but as soon as I just put two and two together Post entrance. I, I like small detail as I've just said and it didn't happen the, the match I enjoyed the most on Smackdown was uh, Rey Mysterio versus Andrade don't say Cien Almas no they, they did, put on a pretty amazing uh, job of things in the tag match the week before when they were in the ring together there were a couple of spots that just went really viral and it's the best the the best condition I've seen Rey Mysterio in probably in five or six years and working with someone who so gets his style in Andrade yeah. um, and then they put on for TV, easily like a four-star match, a three-quarter chub match it was brilliant. <laughs> I was watching that thinking that this could be like a special event yeah. match really there was one bit where Ray did this really cool like DDT type thing except I, I'm not entirely entirely sure if Andrade realised that he took the hit because it was quite a complex like mid-air DDT reversal type thing and yeah. he kind of set up like he'd just done the hit and then went oh no no I took that one didn't I and then lay back down and it was a bit <laughs> that was the only thing that I could criticise from that match it was very entertaining otherwise and then we had the Miz against Sheamus which was Fine. I mean, no, I'd switched off from this. Is this is Miz like still trying to team up with with um, Shaman? Not, not trying to. It is. Yeah. Right, so, they, so they have a tag title shot. Fantasy at the Royal book Rumble. this one. Will is, is this a part of the way to make the Miz good by him? Then eventually, let's say, taking on Shaman McMahon at WrestleMania. Is yeah. that what's going to happen? Here? I think that's one hundred percent what's going. Shaman McMahon's going to have enough of the Miz and kick his a. But then you know what? Who's meant to be the face and heel? I'm assuming Shane is the bad guy in that scenario. It feels like they've been moving him in that direction ever since he won the best in the world thing. But is but, there really a clamour for The Miz to be a babyface? I think he's exponentially better as a heel. So why would you mess with that formula? I don't, I don't think the fans are crying out for a, a babyface Miz. No, but I did like... I hated the match. The match was just dull. But the ending, uh, when you were talking about them teaming up, so he throws a, a birthday party for Shane. Right. So there's cake in the ring. At the end, uh, the, uh, the Miz... Gets the skull-crushing finale. Then Shane drags Sheamus into the corner to set up for the coast-to-coast. And, uh, but not just any coast-to-coast. Oh, yeah, not just any coast-to-coast. A top tier of the birthday cake to the face <laughs> coast-to-coast as Miz holds the top tier of the birthday cake between Shane McMahon and... Uh, see, I'm laughing about it. Yeah. So obviously it had the right effect. And Sheamus will sell that. <laughs> he really did. He, he really it. did. Um, but we, we kind of we heard from Sasha and we were talking women's wrestling. That was more the stuff I wanted to talk about because across both shows, there were a couple of weird women's bits. Yes. There was the Alexa Bliss topless moment <sighs> where ahead of the moment of bliss, somebody burst into her dressing room and she was topless and like was asking, did you knock on it? Totally. What was that even by doing the by, in there? I mean, you have to look at it like, you know, I feel in this day and age, obviously, you almost can barely say 
that the women are sexy. <laughs> like it's almost like, oh, but they're great wrestlers. Yeah, okay, that's that they are. Yeah. But it doesn't detract from the fact that a lot of them are very attractive. Yeah. Right. Uh, and and it's not like that comes on my screen and I'm like offended. I'm not, but it just doesn't make sense to me. Like that it is I'm you know, for me tuning in a wrestling show, someone has gone out of their way to book that. They've said, look, it's very important that we have a segment where somebody tries to go in Alexa Bliss's dressing room and she can clearly hear them because she's right there but then she's got her back to them with her top off and then she says yeah I'll be out in a minute why what did that add to anything and then when she comes out she wasn't really wearing anything that was particularly revealing she was wearing a completely different top to the one she was holding across her but, but again look, why weird. Well, look, why did they say we need to add a little bit to Alexa Bliss's character here or spice things up I mean did it spi- it didn't spice anything it was it was it was neither pushing any envelope or or sense to call. I hated it, and then I don't like this Mandy uh, nonsense with the Usos, and I just don't know where they're going with that. I Mandy thought, I thought that was and the quite hotel in the beginning. The hotel, but. like, so she gives her hotel room key to uh, to Us, and then uh, to, to brother Jimmy or Jay. I can't remember which one is yeah. married to uh, Jimmy. It's, it's Jimmy. Definitely yeah. Jimmy. Thank you. I can't yeah. remember. And then, and then he gets filmed walking to a hotel room, which you know, if you were off to go and cheat on your wife, you probably wouldn't be. Well, you'd be like, hang on, this, it's this weird. When Jay turns, Jay turns to Jimmy and goes, "What are you going to do?" Oose? And he should say, "Well, I'm going to tell my wife." Obviously, this is ridiculous. It wasn't- Don't drop me in it, Jay. <laughs> yeah, like they had a, a moment where a man genuinely, as the TV faded to black for the commercial, a man was considering whether or not to commit adultery. Yeah. adultery. <laughs> it's like his brother said, "What are you going to do this time, Jimmy?" <laughs> I, and I'm not really sure what it's setting up. Is it setting up something in the in the Rumble match? Do they just feel they need some more mid card feuds with the women that aren't? six women tag matches I mean I'm all for that yeah. I just don't think you need to go back to this pre-Attitude Era even during the Attitude Era kind of bra and panties yeah, Tory is, Wilson so I, all that nonsense I fell asleep again so I'm assuming he went in the room and she was there and I, I've seen a picture on Twitter of her in a robe and she obviously opened the robe why does she need to open the robe? Mm. You, you get you know just you, never open the robe the, the, it's already quite obvious why he's going to a hotel room in theory mm. um, she doesn't need to open a robe but then I saw a picture of a, a weird little camera like a photographer was that real? I don't I, I mean to, to me the whole thing like it didn't work when they did it with Lana Rusev and, no. and Enzo like, no. like so why retread these and, these what, and then with Aiden English as well, well yeah, uh, yeah again. also what's happened to Aiden English? He, uh, he's his part's unknown. Oh. I, I, I did, it just doesn't really make sense to me, the whole... I, I'm not against them having these storylines or, or even bringing a bit of sexuality into things because, um, A, sex has historically always sold. Um, I'm not saying base things around that, but you don't have to tread so lightly on things either that it's like, oh, we can't make these women sexy because, you know, that's that kind of... That's really beating around the bush in, in a lot of ways because that, that's just what they are. But... At the same as, time, as the men are also sexy. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah like, to a lot of people, I mean, you, you know, that that kind of they're, they're, rubbing, bugs they're me. rubbing baby oil on their abs for to look good. But you these know, are they just can't avoid that. Yeah, but these are but these are just technique. bad stories. <laughs> like it's got nothing to do with anything else other than the fact that they're bad. And like Mandy Rose is is clearly an extremely attractive woman. I can understand. I'm really enjoying Alex desperately trying to dance around these things. It's really he's being, funny. He's being so PC. I'm, actually, I'm trying yeah. to like You're more PC than the place we went to in North London on Friday. Oh, <laughs> can't say North London, John. You're giving too much away. What are you doing? No, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it, that's what I mean. It's like you... I can understand the gimmick that she has and I can even telegraph from here why Vince McMahon has, has played it that way. But 
I thought it was intriguing at the start with like suggestive, but now they've gone down a road it, that it it's like just what, feels. What are you going to get out of it? Guess what? Women confuse confused without there needing to be this element to it, and I don't like it when it's the other way around either. I don't like it when it's a love triangle. It just doesn't feel like it's in any way necessary and hasn't done for a while. But like Christian Jericho and Trish '04, I would say <laughs> that that Matt Edge and Lita. Mm-hmm. That's the only one I've actually believed in because it had that element yeah. of re- reality in it, yeah. Um, let's talk about Bobby Lashley winning the Intercontinental Ooh, yeah. title. I, I thought we were we were <laughs> done, <laughs> but... Ooh. We're not done, mate. We're far from done. So, the, the, what's, they called, what's his nickname now? Bobby Lashley. Um, what? He's got a nickname now. They kept calling it... They, 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 were, they were doing that thing where they've, they obviously want the nickname to stick. Oh, you mean like the way they keep it's calling it... The way they keep calling it the Royal Rumble event. Oh, yeah. It's no longer the Royal Rumble. It's another classic Vince McMahon. I don't like the name of that anymore. Like saying belts instead of titles and saying... so. Can't call it strap anymore. They keep saying Royal... like constantly they're going to be facing off at the Royal Rumble event like instead of saying the Royal Rumble oh, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't Bobby Lashley formerly known as the Dominator in my mind Has one in That's my mind pizza, one person yeah. said to him at one point oh when you say they're competing at the Royal Rumble in my mind that makes it sound like they're fighting off in the actual Royal Rumble match oh well we need to change oh. that the, <laughs> immediately decides to change it and now it's the Royal Rumble event Bobby Did Lashley feel well? formerly known as the Dominator is now called the Almighty ah <laughs> well you mean yeah. when Leo Rush is instructing him to show on his arse and he's going look at the almighty Bobby Lashley like. also quickly while we're talking about arses Will you notice this uh, the revival with the hashtag uh, yeah the, this was actually in last week's uh, show uh, the revival had on their trunks hashtag FTR as yep. in <coughs> the revival as in that long running joke from being the elite as in yes. are you heading off to AEW maybe maybe why was that ever signed off that was ridiculous and that was still there this week as well oh, was, was it that yeah I was yeah. still there this week there anyway uh, back to Bobby Lashley so he's obviously won spoiler alert uh, he's won the Intercontinental title from Dean Ambrose I think the reason for that is that, that Seth Rollins looks to be the guy that's going to face Brock Lesnar at Wrestlemania yeah. and there was talk this week that EC3 will be up against Dean Ambrose oh really yeah I'm okay with that feud I'm not the biggest fan of the development of Dean Ambrose character I was thinking about this the other day I think that Pete Dunne the way he plays off the being a face with the crowd but never doing any face-like behaviour and just being willing to do anything it takes to win it feels like he is what they want Ambrose to be and Ambrose just doesn't have the charisma to carry that off no I, I felt like maybe it might have been too obvious but Dean Ambrose should have just played the unstable absolutely uh, crazy you know the, the guy that people knew as um, John Moxley like that really that would have that would have fared better bloke Nicky Cross yeah than this look at my new coat <laughs> but, but also, but also I, I'm Bane yeah don't you find you were, don't you I was find, born in the darkness you know basically what he is he is like Bane if they made um, a television version of the Batman film he's, he's, Bane, Bane. he's Bane from the Gotham TV series exactly he's that version but then Bane. also you've still got you've still got the issue with the fact he's married to one of the commentators and mm. it just, that just still just doesn't work I've said this many times on, on Twitter that I don't feel like that makes much sense at it all it still doesn't uh, I don't know if and then when, when the commentators kind of press when they uh, reference young it, on it, it's weird. It, she's she's very like, almost doesn't know how to answer it, and it's just like, well, what, what does this even mean? Like they 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 should have really, they should have probably turned her or made her look more mysterious when he turned. 
So is, make it obvious that she does know, but she's just not going to tell you. Or have an angle where, where, where he's lost it. Where he's lost it, and like, he's moved out. Or <laughs> yeah, like, and she and she's like, you know, she only sees him at the tapings, and yeah. she like, or whatever. Just, just just be like, you know, oh no, he won't tell me anything. Just make out he's gone off the, you know, they're barely talking, or you know, or they, or or intentionally be like, no, I just that's my husband. I'm not going to tell you what I know, but but it's just all this. It's kind of half like, answer. Oh, yeah, he doesn't really tell me. Like, well, I'm, sure, I'm sure he does. And the other, <laughs> the other thing is, is that <laughs> I've seen you two together <laughs> backstage. You clearly have a very loving relationship. And Hang the other on. weird thing is that they've tried to they've tried to make him look like this this sort of new character, but when he takes his coat off, which is the only real thing they've added to it, the only other thing that is different from his previous character is he's got very very thin gold chain around his neck. Yeah, just is, is that the sign of slightly someone, bigger arms? Is that the sign sign of he's someone gonna being? Start, he's going to start wearing a sovereign ring from Argos. Because if that's the case, go and watch go and watch any South London <laughs> football team, and they all look like <laughs> Dean Ambrose does now. Yeah. I, my feeling on this match overall is it was a re- actually a really good match. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was well laid out. I think that the whole having the two from the shield join forces against Bobby Lashley. Some people didn't like it because they've been feuding. I thought it was good to put Lashley over because he's such a monster that they That's even the it. worst of foes had to overcome it to overcome him. And the the belt was just doing nothing for Dean at all. The title wasn't no, helping him. It, it wasn't boosting him. Basically, 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 it wasn't helping their feud. From the moment at T- is it TLC that he wins it from Rollins. Mm-hmm. From the moment that happened and then the, the, the news comes out that Vince McMahon was really not a fan of the match as was, was the case with a lot of uh, WWE fans pretty much it was doomed from there like it, the, it, there was no kind of heat behind Ambrose's reign but, you know the, all the direction they had was that he had a problem with Rollins really we, talk, we talked about this n- not on pod because we weren't doing it during the NFL season that's going to change now yeah. uh, we I talked promise. about it in life but we talked about it in life and Real life. that was maybe my least favourite match of the last three or four months because even though if I went to an indie show and I saw two wrestlers of that quality put on that match and there was no storyline or anything behind it I'd have enjoyed myself John Moxley mm. versus Tyler Black yeah, yeah. If, if it was yeah if it was that then I would have been fine with it but in, but what they didn't do and on the same night what you saw uh, Daniel Bryan and, and AJ Styles do so brilliantly was take everything that had happened in their feud so far and yeah. build it into the storyline of the match so if these two truly hated each other why have them just work a normal wrestling match why not have it go a little bit shoot and a little bit physical and a little bit kind of really get into yeah. that side of it and it just frustrated the hell out of me and I, I got ju- bored I, just I got so bored I just wonder yeah me too I mean I just wonder if um, for fans as well that we just had high expectations based on their last rivalry I know that the shoes were on the other feet and Rollins was the heel at that point and Ambrose was the face but I wonder if the you know the bar was set so high I remember their money in the bank class was classic like what were people expecting do you know what I mean? And they, and whatever they were expecting, they certainly didn't get. The big question is, now Bobby Lashley has the title, who is going to step up to be the first person to face him? Because I, I actually I don't... I don't think thought that far I ahead. don't have a clue. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> I don't someone... think thought as far ahead of next week's no, war, let alone... Because the point is, they don't have it defended at the Rumble. The Rumble is literally the title matches, oh, yeah. the two Rumble matches, and there's something else in there already, but... I mean, with the bookies, Rollins is the clear favourite for the Rumble, and, and Drew McIntyre is a not, not so distant second, and then it's like... Uh, the last time I checked, Almas... Andrande, my apologies, was the third favourite <laughs> with the bookies. I can see why. So, you know, you look at that and say it pretty much is a lock that Rollins is going to face Lesnar. But that's what I mean. And what I'm saying is that these two guys are going to be moved away from the Intercontinental title, mm. surely. Which well, where, means where's someone... Ambrose getting moved to is my uh, question. And where's it, where's it all going to fit? Does someone get called up from NXT? Who, 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 returning you know? Bray Wyatt, maybe? Possibly. Does someone call, get called up from NXT? Much. I like Bray, but I, I Does just... Velveteen Dream come and challenge for it? 
Yeah. Don't know if I'd want to see that. about you guys. But to me, Bray, like, if he just comes back in the same incarnation. Oh, it needs to be completely you different. You know, he's he's pretty much travelled as far as he can with that. You've also got Owens coming back. You've got Sami Zayn coming back. Yes. I, I mean, for me, I like the idea of those two coming back together and dominating the tag division for a bit. But I have said that, William, and I'm very much behind that. Very one of them could so. The Raw Tag Division is the... weak and shallow Fellas, as anything. I should know this. Who's the Raw Tag Team Champions right now? Bobby and Chad. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. You wouldn't have seen them on this week's show, I don't believe. No, there was no Bobby and there was no Chad. No. I mean, I mean they do where sound, were they? They do sound like a rubbish... Uh, Bobby and Chad sound like a rubbish Bobby 90s duo who had one, <laughs> one hit that was quite popular don't when turn you around. first came out. <laughs> Are you going to see my heartbreak Um... I mean, I, I, you know, I would, I would, God. I would wonder how long they're going to keep those titles, and maybe are, are they saving them? Are they a placeholder until? I think it's the same as Leslie. Yeah, until like, I come back, there are people just holding on to belts for the sake of it. I mean, I know we're going to speculate in terms of people from WWE that could go to AEW in the podcast, which will come out tomorrow. Um, but I'll say it now. Um, you know, someone like Bobby Roode. Um, yeah, 100%. would be would be someone that is would feel like they're being he's being wasted. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, this has been the Pro Wrestling Show uh, as ever at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter. You can follow us on YouTube. You can read Talksport.com. Just search uh, WWE on there. Uh, tweet us your thoughts. Tweet us your fancy bookings. Tweet us what you think of Will's chub ratings of anything he mentions. Uh, just his chubs in general. Yeah, just uh, tweet us memes. Like what? <laughs> just tweet us whatever. Uh, tomorrow you will get an AEW What We Know So Far special. This has been the Pro Wrestling Show. I've been John Jackson. He's been Will Gavin. Hello. And he's been Alex McCarthy. Thank you. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.